Hey, this is Welcome to the Club, a Graveyard Club podcast. Every few weeks we get together and talk about life, the band, and share some behind-the-scenes stories and insights and answer your questions. My name is Matt, and I play the keyboard and sing. My name is Mike, and I play guitar. It's Corey, it's drums. <laughs> I'm Amanda, I play bass and sing, and typically grow seedlings. We're a big seed band. I like to chew seeds and spit them up on stage as we play our set. Spit them up? Sounds like you're vomiting them. That's way oh, worse. Spit them out? <laughs> Oh, as a kid, I did not know how to like do sunflower seeds when I played like Little League. Definitely was swallowing those bad boys whole. And that is rough on the way out. Oh. We used to chew those, chew sunflower seeds all the time when uh, doing solar work. I love it's it. Such a great t- like way to pass the time when you're outside. You can just spit them wherever you want. Corey used to do solar panel installation. Did you do the cheek trick where you have like one cheek full of seeds and then you, and have you the... pass them? Yep. Or you just, I don't really pass them. I kind of eat them as I go, I think. Okay. I don't like save up, save up a save cluster. Up a cluster. Is that what you do? Some, yeah. I don't really enjoy it. It feels like it's addictive, but not in a way that's fun. It's nice for like long car trips too. It gives you kind of something to occupy your mind. Yeah, I like seeds. Matt, let's see your hair. It's really bright right now. Okay, so full story. I had this spray that I put in my hair and went out in the sun. And it made my hair really orange. So I, I just dyed it really bright blonde. Did you go get it dyed somewhere or did you dye it at home? I went to a place in St. Paul to do it. That, the, guy that, the guy that cuts my hair was like, you should go here. Wow. It looks great. Thank you. A couple of blondies in the band. Mine's like almost completely grown out at this point. I dyed mine yeah, like last... True. I mean, it's, I feel like it was almost a year ago. I, I think I dyed it, well, not quite, but around like 4th of July or something, I want to say. Whenever you wear a hat and you can only see the tips, you look really blonde. Yeah. But otherwise, you can almost forget that it's there. It's getting there. I feel like probably a couple more haircuts and it'll be gone unless I dye it again. Yeah. yeah. Well, before we get into anything, I just want to acknowledge that we're sitting here in Minneapolis and reliving another tragic story. Dante Wright was killed this week, uh, quote unquote, accidentally by a police officer that thought she was holding her taser or so the story goes. Um, he was, of course, black because that's the problem here. And it feels like insult to injury that this is happening on top of the, what's his first name? Dill Derek, Hole? Derek, Derek Chauvin. Chauvin trial. Like, during that, this happens again, and I wish I could say that I'm surprised, but yeah, this is a problem that, yeah. That was Monday, right? When that happened? Yeah, and it's Thursday as we record this. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, I don't know if you guys have this, but I downloaded this app on my phone. It's called Citizen, and it basically, like, I don't know, it's it's... It's not exactly a police scanner app because it's more like user generated stuff, but it basically shows you like when there's fires going on or protests or like, you know, police activity, stuff like that. Hmm. But yeah, I remember like seeing that on Monday, like pop up on my phone and I was like, oh shit, like here we go, like right away, you know, and I was just like, it sent it to like Patrick and Anthony and I was just like, God damn it. It's really sad. And it's a different police department. It's, uh, Derek Chauvin was in Minneapolis police, and this 
cop something Potter is Brooklyn Park, which or Brooklyn, Brooklyn Center, Center, yes, yeah. which is a suburb. So, I think that's like just adds more fodder to the argument that this is a whole systemic thing. I mean, no matter where you are, this is kind of a thing. But for us, at the same time, it's it's kind of still our city, and it's just really shitty to be yeah going through this again. Have you guys had any protests done by your house at all, or? We haven't seen many protests around here, but we've seen a lot of police and National Guard presence. That's super, super weird. And they've like there's been curfews for our whole city. Um, they did like a seven o'clock curfew the first night and a ten o'clock one the next night. Um, so it's just like really, really cool to see where our where our officials' uh, minds go immediately. Like protect, make sure we don't riot. Right. Like, maybe just don't murder yeah, people. It's, then we don't have to do this. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's, it's hard to, like, know what to say about it, you know? Yeah. Like, the fact that they, like, she, like, just, like, resigned is kind of like, okay, well, like, that's nice that you're able to just resign, you know, like yeah. that after this incident. I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah, when it's like when I was hearing this, obviously I'm not a police officer and stuff, and... It's to me, it's just like the the level of negligence for somebody that's been an officer for like 25 years to imagine making a mistake like that is like, it's almost, it's almost hard to imagine that mistake happening. Yeah. You know? And like, there's so many things that are hard to imagine happening. Like, can, can any of us white kids imagine getting pulled over for having a air freshener? Of course. Of course not. Whatever it was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The fact that yeah to begin with the fact that you know it's it was so quickly escalated to that point yeah where you're drawing any sort of a weapon yeah i mean just it all comes back to like how are we policing and like why is this what is the root of this thing happening you know over and over and over you know it's just a it's like a very it's like you know it's like it's like a mass shooting almost where it's just kind of like that they happen so much in the u.s that it's almost not even a surprise anymore like when you hear about one you're just like oh there's another mass shooting you know it's the same with this kind of a thing and it's just sort of like what what at what point do you start to make some changes to try to actually fix this rather than just i don't don't know yeah it's really messed up Corey, weren't you saying that some you saw some absolute bullshit on facebook some conspiracist yeah i've i've been off of facebook for probably about a month or so um and i just i like reactivated my account because i'm trying to sell my car and i had it on craigslist and i was like i'm gonna throw it on facebook marketplace too so i just reactivated it basically to do that and then of course i got back into like let me just do a little quick scroll here while i'm at it and i just i just saw somebody had posted something about this shooting that we're talking about. And like in the comments, there was somebody in there arguing a conspiracy theory that they couldn't hear the gunshot in like the like the body cam footage. So the whole thing was like a false flag. Like they they were saying like the shooting never happened, none of this ever happened. Um they're just like this is this is just like they're you know, I don't know, liberals or the media is like making this entire thing up to somehow try to like get the public to like sway more towards like the the Derek Chauvin trial and like convicting him of this or oh something. It was absolutely insane. Completely insane. Do you, was this like a friend of yours? Do you know who the person Not the person that was commenting. The person that like had posted the original thing is 
um, yeah, like an acquaintance of mine. And then somebody else had jumped on there and was just, you know, of course they've got like 15 posts trying to like argue with people and prove their point. It's so insane. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, that's really disheartening. I mean, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's an opinion of many people. It's yeah. definitely very, very extreme, but yeah. still it's, it's crazy to see that. Yep. So on a way, way less important note, um, sorry we haven't released very regular episodes lately. Um, you might have noticed some very slight rewording in our little intro where we specify that every few weeks we get together. So we hope that you accept this timeline as within a few. Um, we did record an episode on time last time and had some really massive technical difficulties that kind of... <laughs> kind of uh put our enthusiasm a little bit on the low side and then there were schedules but we like doing this and we want to keep doing it and here we are thanks for listening this has been welcome to the club what if i just signed off (laughs) (laughs) wrap it up (laughs) hope you guys feel sad after this podcast i mean you should and you also should try to take some action and find some joy in your life too well i think it's probably about high time we roll around to our first segment Corey's corner this one is from qcat210 says i first heard your music when witchcraft was featured on the welcome to night vale podcast i love the song and all of your music but I got the biggest kick out of watching the witchcraft video on YouTube and noticing 51 seconds in, a random squirrel sprinting across the background while you guys ride bicycles. I love unexpected treats. Your podcast is a fun peek at your creative process and friendship. Keep up the great work. Five stars. That's really nice. I gotta look out for this squirrel now. I remember seeing it and thinking about it. And I think about it every night before I go to bed. I remember seeing it and wondering if that was as noticeable to others as it was to me and thinking, no, it's definitely not. And then when we posted the video to YouTube, one of the first comments I recall seeing on YouTube was squirrel. <laughs> so yeah, it's a thing. Do you, do you think that was real or do you think that was CGI that got added in in post? I think, yeah, the director really wanted the neighborhood to look lived in and authentic. Can you not hear me? It's just the two of us again, Matt. Can, you, can anybody hear me? This sucks. Hello? You guys are, Mike's completely gone. Amanda, you're cutting in and out, like, constantly. Okay, let's just go on like this for a while. Okay. Matt, was that that hat that I bought that was wouldn't fit my head, and I gave it to Lauren, and now you're wearing it? Yeah. Dude, that thing was tiny on me. It's been fit. I kind of have a big head, but it's, it's it might, worked pretty well. Might be, like, stretching out a little bit, too, huh? Have you been putting yeah. over a big pumpkin every night before you go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> Just stretching it over a blue ribbon pumpkin from the state fair. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I I feel like even though this podcast so far is a little bit chaotic, I feel like we should just keep it. I don't know. Just do it. Who cares? Like, it doesn't need to be super structured. People are going to be excited that we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I feel like we don't need to hit all the... 
the yeah, segments. Whatever. We just We're just here. We're doing our best, folks. We're trying. Cut us some slack. Have you, Corey? Have you been investigating homes this week? Yeah, I had one. I had one this morning, and then I've got one tomorrow, and then I've got two uh, just like walkthroughs on Saturday. So, yeah, the beginning of the week was kind of slow, but got some stuff popping up here. Sweet. Do you have a website? Yeah. Oh, I got it all. I got web website, MySpace, Friendster. I've got some songs that I wrote about inspecting homes that I put on Napster. <laughs> Mike and Amanda had to move up to uh, just one computer because their internet kept cutting out. So we're not going to, I don't think we should edit any of this out. Just let it, let it rip. Keep it going. This is life. Life's messy. Life's full of blunders. Name one day that wasn't riddled with blunders for you. I was going to play this, but the batteries just died. Another blunder. See? Told you. Add it. You know what they say. On. The show must go wrong. Everything just goes wrong and you have to figure it out. It's kind of the truth. That's sort of life. That's my philosophy of life. I don't know if it's as much of a philosophy, but, you know, just shit's going wrong all the time. You just got to keep on trucking. I agree. Can you guys hear us? I just... Yep. Do we sound loud? Can Mike, can you talk? Hello. It seems fine, but it already can was, sound... you know, even though it's a little bit like clunky or whatever, I feel like there's probably still, it's probably fine to put it up. It's fine. Yeah. Let's do, people, let's continue with Corey's Corner. People are listening to this in the bathtub, on the toilet, when they're brushing their teeth, all bathroom stuff. I any, imagine most, most people listen to this when they're in the bathroom. bathroom. So it's kind of just background noise. What else is in your corner? Okay. Oh, this one's actually addressed directly to me. Except for they spelled my name wrong. Come on. Yes. K-O-R-I-E-I-E. Yes. Corey. It says, Dear Corey's Corner, short-time listener, first-time caller, thank you for producing such a whimsical yet well-organized podcast. Hat tip to Amanda for the organization, I assume. Not wrong there. This is definitely Melody. Is it? It's Kybort546. Are these real usernames, or is this like a computer-generated name? That's a birth name, I think. Oh. (laughs) That's what people's names are going to be like in the future, I think. Yeah, for sure. Elon Musk has anything to do with it? Yeah, for sure. Okay. I enjoy listening to your show when I am putzing around the kitchen late at night. That's interesting. A kitchen thing versus a bathroom. I thought it was all bathroom listening. (laughs) The more you know. Huh. The deep dive segment is fascinating i am sure the audio editing is tedious but i really enjoy when you play single tracks from songs and talk about them as others have mentioned this is a wonderful one-sided friendship that i am happy to continue with (laughs) (laughs) i binge listened to the podcast and am now sadly up to date the show is a wonderful antidote for the heavy news that surrounds our city minneapolis the podcast is making me a bigger fan of gyc so your plan is working Oh, wait. Okay. Could go on, but please know that I value your labor and time that you put into the podcast. Creating content constantly, sorry, Corey, can be exhausting and is often a thankless aspect of podcasting. 
I must have been bitching about that or something in one of the last podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something you'd bitch about. A big thank you for bringing me so much joy, laughter, music education, and enga- engaging stories. Love, Melody. You said uh, you know who this was, Amanda? Yeah, it's my friend Melody. She's a big fan. P.S. Witchcraft is such a well-written song, and I still don't know why you aren't super famous on that song alone. Super rad to hear how it progressed into the jam that it is today. Okay, I'm done now. I really like the take, I don't know why you aren't super famous, rather than, I think, what we've said on other casts, which is, why aren't you? Why? Like the accusatory We have the reason. Because we don't know why either. What have you done wrong? What have you done wrong that you aren't famous right now? Maybe that was the episode that we recorded and then had all the technical difficulties. But anyway, sometimes people will say, why aren't you bigger in like this way that's almost like mean to us? We're like, sorry. (laughs) That was a nice review. <clears throat> that was really nice. Thanks, Melody. If you would like to have your review read on Corey's Corner on a future podcast, please leave us one, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's where we're mostly checking for it. Uh, we are looking to branch out, though, to the other cast uh, catchers. If you guys want to send a personal note, we'll give you all of our home addresses. <laughs> we will not. Let's move on to our next segment. <laughs> What's new with you, buddy? What's new with me? Well, a little bit of... Uh, I've been really into this Boundary Waters cod podcast. <laughs> cod pass. You almost said cod because yeah. of all the cod, cod you want to catch. Cod uh, I lighten my hair, and I'm also starting a home inspection company. Uh, so i have a couple new things going on just kidding i did lighten my hair and i don't know what else is new i wasn't ready for this you're getting married kind of soon at this point yeah so i'm supposed to get married at the end of june we're still going to get married but like our reception the planning has gotten stressful because but we don't love each other anymore. Yeah. We, <laughs> no. we still love each other. But um, there's kind of a surge. I mean, it's a nationwide thing right now, but especially in Minnesota, there's been some numbers that have trended pretty slowly upwards for the last couple of weeks. And that's yeah. making us, I mean, most of us are vaccinated, but not everybody. And it's making us kind of rethink uh, what's possible. So right now it's still the end of June, but we're kind of like, starting to think about plan plan b potentially so mm, what is your guys's like absolute deadline for saying whether you're going to do it or not well we're kind of talking about that because we have the invites right now and they're printed and we're going to send them out at the end of the month which seems kind of like all right you're coming but we're like if it does get bad i don't know like even a month before we should send a follow-up and and change yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll know enough to be confident before we send out invites in a couple of weeks, but mm-hmm. right. I don't know. I guess you kind of never know. It changes every every week a little bit. So We like definitely had that. Mike and I got married last summer, also during the pandemic. Yeah. So there was We did write, like, that. you're our 85th favorite friend <laughs> on people's invite just to give them a ranking, Ranked. and then we'll send out, like, you. we're just doing top 50, sorry. <laughs> you, should, you could set it up like 
uh, like a poster for a music festival where all the important people, their names are really big. <laughs> and then like below them, oh the names get smaller God. and smaller until you can't, you can't even read them anymore because they're so tiny. Very on brand. Love it. That's cool. I've been thinking a lot about your guys' wedding too. I'm really excited for it. Even if I'm on the B list, I'll be celebrating from home. Yeah, everyone on this podcast is, is on list A. Just so you I'm know. busy. Yes. Nice. Yes. I knew it. Yes, 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 yes. I knew it. How about you, Corey? What's new with you, buddy? Um, I don't know. Not a ton. Just uh, been kind of just working and doing little projects here and there. House maintenance, repair sort of stuff, and doing some home inspections. I don't know. I'm looking forward to like some warmer weather. It seems like this time of year is very annoying in Minnesota because it's like you get a couple of 70 degree days and then it snows yeah. multiple times after that. And you're kind of like, what is going on here? It's a bummer. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Just looking forward to like getting outside. How about you guys? Mike, what's new with you? Uh, uh, not a lot. I don't know. Oh, talk about your waves. My waves? Oh, my hair? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we already talked about this in a pod. My hair. I have had two, I told I texted Amanda this from work today. In the last week I've had two different colleagues that work not in the same location as me, but for our district that I haven't seen in like months. And both of these people said something along the lines of like, oh, I like that haircut. I was like, my hair's like a six to eight months longer than last time you saw me. <laughs> like what kind of haircut did I get where you go into a barber and you're like, give me the haircut that makes my hair longer and wavier. <laughs> like today somebody's like, I like the fresh cut in the new waves. I was like, I, it's just longer. Like that's the opposite of a haircut. And it was baffling. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad I'm drawing attention. Yeah, it does locks. look really good. It's it's also it looks nice. aided by the weather, which is really rainy and humid lately. I've actually um, started going the way of the middle part. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Sean Hunter. Yeah, I rocked the Sean Hunter haircut for most of my adolescent years. Like sixth to like ninth grade, I definitely had the middle part wavy Sean Hunter Mm-hmm. Boy Meets World haircut, and mm-hmm. then bad boy. If you would have asked me like two, three years ago, I'd be like, could never rock a middle part again. Mm-hmm. Now my hair's just reached the sweet spot of like, it's got to be middle, middle or nothing. Your hair reached the sweet spot right when Gen Z told us that we needed to have middle parts. Yeah, we were. I was just explaining that to Corey. Maybe you were there when I was talking about the like people that are millennials in our age group are like complaining about like all the Gen Z boys with like the middle part permy broccoli haircut. Broccoli. It's like I remember you talking about that, but I didn't really, I hadn't really remembered seeing that a whole lot anywhere. I feel like I don't see it in the wild, maybe because we live in Minnesota where all the trends get here like three years late. Yeah. But like if you're on the internet, on Twitter or Reddit or anything like that, you'll just hear like crotchety like 35 year olds being like, I hate that freaking haircut all the TikTok boys have. Oh my God. It's like, yeah, it looks kind of weird to me too, but they probably thought our frosted tips looked ridiculous in 2002 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of like trends like that, um, I I think that like people in the Midwest have like, there's probably like a certain type of style. And I feel like that people that are stylish are stylish. But I remember, like, when we were younger, um, I have 
cousins and family that lives in um, Southern California. And I remember like they, they used to like come to Wisconsin kind of a lot to like visit us. Like it was like almost every summer and like we would go out there every once in a while. And I remember them just being like, I can't believe you guys aren't wearing like skate, skate shoes yet. Like you guys don't have etnies or anything, oh Like you're not wearing skate shoes. And I just kind of remember, you know, thinking about that and just being like, God, we are like slow on these trends. Everybody out in Southern California is wearing etnies now, which those are like the stupidest looking shoes ever at this point. But they were like super popular at the time. But I just think that's so hilarious now because if you go to like Southern California, San Diego, especially, everybody's dressed like they're a skater from like 1995. And, like, they're still wearing, like, billabong shorts and etnies walking around. And it's just, like, you guys, like, got to this point and then everybody got stuck there. Like, in San Diego. It's so hilarious. Sitting around listening to Sublime. (laughs) Are you wearing etnies right now? Yeah. I don't have any pants or underwear on, but I'm wearing a nice new pair of etnies. What are those shoes with one wheel? On the back. Heelys. Heelys. Those were Heelys. younger than us, Let's though. get those. <laughs> that might be Amanda's generation. Amanda's younger no. than the rest of us. No, those were still... I looked down on the youth wearing those. Those were, like, banned. Yeah. Those were, like, banned at my... It's funny how they were banning those. They're like, you absolutely cannot... You have to walk. There's no rolling around in this <laughs> one school. Rule in this house of books. I don't know, dude. If you worked in a school... Walk like a normal person. In, if you worked in yeah. a school, I feel like you'd immediately understand why shit like that gets banned. Yeah. Because it's super annoying. <laughs> I say let them roll. That's what I let say. Let them roll, boys. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> I think our band should all get Heelys, and that's how we come on that's stage. Our, thing. our first first show post pandemic, we roll. We're out. just skating around on the stage. Mike's just trying to like hit his pedals, and he just goes like shooting off. <laughs> Haven't played a single chord right the entire show, but at least I'm skating freely. Remember that one Halloween we played a show, and I dressed as a ghost, and I got roller skates so that I could like float around. And yeah. it was it was actually yeah. <laughs> really hard to get around. I was constantly like grabbing onto you guys, being like, "Please take me where you're going." <laughs> but I actually, I feel like we have a we have a photo of that Halloween, and I we look awesome. And that was I yeah. was like a mummy, and I wrapped myself. I like remember I soaked, um, like ripped up fabric and mm-hmm. cloth in like tea to like oh, steep it in tea to like cool. make it look aged and stuff. And then you guys were like pinning all the wrappings to my yeah. body and like long underwear and then Corey was Andrew WK with like oh, the yeah. long wig and like the blood stain yeah, on the white in, t-shirt. Yeah, we're like a ghost, a mummy, Frankenstein and Andrew WK. <laughs> no, no, I feel like Matt was the only one that was like non-distinguishable where it's like, I don't know, I'll slick my hair back and put on a bl- powder blue suit. Oh, I thought you were Frankenstein. Sorry, I got mixed oh, up between yeah. the I was Frankenstein a different I, Was hair. I... Mm-hmm. So that's, Matt, that's also what makes it confusing. I think you described yourself as like zombie buddy Holly, but like the zombie part was very half-assed, so you mostly just looked subtle. like a pale guy in a blue suit. So I wasn't... That, that was just on Matt. <laughs> it was just Matt. Like, he wore a suit. Exactly my point. <laughs> Not pale because he wore any Halloween makeup, just because it's Matt. Yeah. No offense, Matt. You're beautiful. Although I do remember a different Halloween where you guys like didn't plan well and didn't have anything like any costume or whatever and so i just put my foundation on all of you and it made you all look really pale and sick do you remember that no Mm -hmm. i remember that one private party we played for that fan that was i think that was the year i was dracula that year and i think that's why you needed pale foundation but it was just my actual 
regular daily oh, makeup. Oh, and you were a badass Edward Scissorhands I feel like that, that year. It that was, was like a good costume. Kind of chilling. Yeah, that was one of my tippy tops. That show would be a that would be a good story time show. Maybe show we should to do talk that about today. That Halloween. We had a different let's plan, but let's change we just course. Do that? Should we just do that segment right now? Like we're we already should, talking but I about kind of have just this weird feeling that, that somebody hasn't been asked what's new with them. Does anybody else have that weird oh, feeling? Hmm. I'll go again. Hmm. Amanda, what's <laughs> new with you? I did. To be fair, I did say what's new with you guys, but I just I'm lumped a, you to one I have my person. own identity. Amanda, I talked about my wavy hair. That can count for yours, too. Let's move on. My husband makes all of the purchases <laughs> in our household. I need to sign his name. <laughs> uh, yeah. So... My seedlings be popping. <laughs> they here's an actual problem. A lot of them are starting to flower under their grow lights indoors, and you don't want that because you want them to like be putting on leafy greenage and getting all strong and stuff. And instead, they're putting this energy into flowers. So it's really it's really sad and hard. You have to pinch the flower buds off and behead them, but it's mm. for their own good. But there are a couple of marigolds that I'm letting flower because I can't stand it. And they're really pretty. Are these just flowers that are flowering or is it like Yeah, it's like just flowers. I'm growing like right? some tomatoes and herbs and stuff too, but the only buddies that are starting to flower are You're growing a lot of pumpkins. Yeah. Not pumpkins. Those the thing with pumpkins and squash and stuff is they take up so much space. Yeah, so they unless just you love sprawl. them. Yeah. Living in the sprawl. This has been What's New With You, Buddy. Let's go right on to our next segment. Story time. So let's begin with the story of a show we played Many years ago at this point. Does anybody want to hazard a guess? Probably our first year as a band, like 2014 maybe-ish. We were babies. Not a wrinkle in sight. So we, we had a Kickstarter. One of the rewards was to play a personalized, not personalized, just a show at their house. Every- <laughs> All the songs are about them. <laughs> Into the dark, Brian. <laughs> Brian. That's that's the amount our effort goes. Just I'll just throw in your name after every stanza of the lyrics, but don't tell me any more information about your life. I'm not going to sprinkle in any real details. Oh dear. Okay. So, yeah. And, and a really nice fan bought it, and um, we haven't consulted him first, so we'll protect, protect his identity. But uh, it was like an hour away, and it ended up being honestly one of the loveliest parties I think I've ever attended. Oh, I've. Okay. My brother was with us. Okay, now now I'm remembering that, yeah, Amanda's brother Andy was with us. So, like, yeah, this house was... How many people were at this thing? Not a ton. I mean, like, maybe 20 people or something like that? Uh, it was probably more, but I think they kind like of filtered was, through. Yeah. So, it was, like, people in costume. It was kind of like a cool house out in the country. It was, really it was like, cool. a big, big outside... Big outside yard is what I was going to say. An versus, yard. like, an indoor <laughs> yard that, that everybody has in the cities. <laughs> there was a hot tub. But they... Yeah, they had like a big hot tub. Um, it was just so like, it was such a strange experience because we like really didn't know any of these people at yeah. all. So it was basically like the four of us and then Amanda's brother was joining us for whatever reason. He's was a he light. just. He was around. 
But yeah, just like I remember just like hanging out in the hot tub and like kind of that was sort of like weird interactions because everybody's like skin is exposed and there's a bunch of strangers in there that you're just Wait. well and we're all we're dressed like Dracula bath. and Edward Scissorhands and yeah. random <laughs> Halloween people just in our bathing or like not even bathing suits. I feel like we were in our underwear because we, we were didn't in know we were going to be in a hot tub. Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't get that memo. I also have this memory. This may have been the day before or something, but I was Edward Scissorhands for Halloween that year, and I think I did up the costume twice, which is kind of a lot because it was like I had to put glue over my eyebrows. What do you mean you did it up twice? To, so it was like on Friday, I dressed as Edward Scissorhands, and then I got out of my costume at the end of the night, and then on oh, Saturday I did it again. I see. But like I think on the... Why did we do it? Why'd you do it two nights I, in a row? There was probably like something else going on the other night. We were young then, you guys. We okay. partied hard. <laughs> we went, we went places twice, twice in a weekend. <laughs> I feel like you're like, we were young. And at that time, I was the age that you are now. You were, so right, yeah. We were already old, but you were still young. In my mind, I age with you guys. Our, our, our maturity was still young. Does yeah. that make sense? So anyway, I, I, I did myself up as Edward Scissorhands and I went to a friend's house and they did not recognize me. And they were like, they like th- treated me like a trick-or-treater for like over a minute. And we're like, hi. And I was like, do you guys literally know that it's me? So anyway, just a, a little patting myself on the back there that it was a pretty good costume. It was great. Yeah. I feel like we should post it yeah, on social media again. One of the, I feel like one of the highlights from this show was I think we were I don't remember if we were like getting ready to leave or like we were packing stuff up or if we were just like maybe we were just hanging out but at some point during the night we were like where is Andy <laughs> we're like we started like looking for Andy we we're like where, where has Andy, Andy not the Andy we normally talk about as our producer oh, yeah. but Andy Amanda brother. Amanda's no, brother so this, visiting. Is, this is Amanda's Amanda's brother who lives in Iowa now but he was hanging out with us that night like stayed at the hotel with us um, and we were like looking for him to either leave or we were just looking for him in general. And like inside the house on the stairs, there was kind of this weird, like, like when you went up the stairs, there was like this weird ledge in the house that kind of like jutted out. Like the living room was like a vaulted, like a two story vaulted ceiling living room that looked out in the backyard. Like if you can imagine like a log cabin sort of vibe. And, like, on one of the walls, like, going towards, like, that vaulted, like, window wall ceiling, there was, like, a perpendicular, maybe, like, 16-inch wide platform, probably to, like, put knickknacks on or, like, whatever. (laughs) And we were, like, looking all over for, like, Andy, and we, like, go inside and walk up the stairs and look out on this ledge, (laughs) and he's laying, like, he's just, like, flat on his back, like... No, his stomach. Oh, like on his stomach, like laying out on this ledge, just like taking dead. a little bit of a snooze. He like an <laughs> yeah, he's just like planking, plank. It's like a plank nap. But <laughs> the funniest part about it to me was like at that point, like we barely, I mean, aside from Amanda, I feel like none of the band really knew him that well. I didn't know him that well. Either. He was visiting from <laughs> out of town. He's only been like 24 years. <laughs> he's visiting from out of town. He barely knows us. And then he's like lost hanging out with a bunch of people that we don't know either. And he definitely doesn't know. And then we just find him sleeping. And like, it's not like he's like sleeping in like a quiet space of the house. Like there's people hanging out and like socializing and drinking like up in this space. And he's just like, there's like, like music going on. out dead asleep. He has become it, the knickknack. I move. You know, I wonder, I wonder you have a little I... too much to drink. You yeah. find a nice platform and you plank. <laughs> I have a photo of that and I feel like I send it. Once a year to everybody. <laughs> you have a photo of Andy sleeping on the ledge? Oh, man. I feel like you 
You gotta send it. Yeah, I'll pull it up right now. Okay, so I have a couple other little sporadic memories of that night related to my costume especially. One was that um, this party was so nice and well um, planned out that they had a few of those outdoor heater things. Oh my God, Matt is holding up his phone to the screen and there's my passed out brother on the ledge. That God. honestly looks dangerous. It looks like a crime scene. No, it's okay. It like what is that body? Okay. Does he have a blanket or what is he covered up He's with? He's in a swimsuit, dude. We like just got out of the hot tub. He's still How did wet. he have a swimsuit? He just borrowed one he from his new friends. The hosts. That's a, there's he water damage in that house now. Yeah, and he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Much better than any of us, to be honest. It's a low bar. So I was dressed as Edward Scissorhands. They had these outdoor heater things. Um, and I was standing pretty close one to keep warm. I get chilly. I get a little chilly. And I started to smell this smell. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. Like maybe these heaters are kind of artificial and like I'm smelling the weird fuel or something. And it was just like really strong. And I backed away, and that's when I felt some resistance on my Edward Scissorhands wig because it was it had melted, oh, and no. it was, like, sticking to the heater. Like, I was standing so close that it melted, <laughs> and there was this whole patch in the back that got, like, welded to itself. But I do not remember that. I probably didn't tell you all because I was really stressed about it. But, um, yeah. but it was fine. No big deal. That, yeah. It's just one of those scenarios where it's, like, the whole time you're there it's like this is fun and so weird and yeah. like you couldn't have like predicted any of the way this yeah. is playing out also one thing that i think matt maybe you already mentioned it but i don't think so you forgot we forgot something not matt who forgot an instrument oh Corey, you must oh wasn't me <laughs> but yeah this is a so. trend though that happened in many other uh, small makeshift shows oh in those God. years. But yeah. Corey, go ahead. I forgot about this. <laughs> so I... Where were we... Pra- where, what was our practice studio at the time? I think it was time? Profile. It wasn't at... It was Profile. Just, yeah, it's like it's an profile. event center. Profile. So there's a... Yeah, there's a... I mean, I feel like we could tell stories about that place too. One time we couldn't practice because there was an armed standoff at the at the practice yeah, studio. But that was a wild, wild time. Um, yeah, so I had... We must have taken two cars, yeah. I imagine. So I had just packed up, grabbed all my drums, packed up all my gear, and like we drove. Yeah, it was like an hour and a half. Would you drive say you packed up all your gear? <laughs> I would say that I packed up like eighty percent of my gear. You just kind of felt. You kind of you know went with it. Whatever felt right. It seemed Talking good about enough. Volume. Like I've got most yeah, of my gear. Yeah, if we go by dimensions here, was most of it there? Or was most of it that missing? seemed like the right amount of trips up and down the steps. I had 40% of my gear for talking about volume. So we like get to this place and start, you know, so we've, dr- we've driven an hour and a half out of we're in town the middle at of this nowhere. point. And we get to this it's place where we're like city. setting up in this garage where we're going to play. And I am like pulling my drums out of the car, like in their cases. And I suddenly realize that I forgot my bass drum. The biggest drum of all the drums <laughs> is missing. And I have like no bass drum. Yeah, so what do we, we do. Which is a pretty important, pretty important part of a drum kit. If people aren't familiar with what a drum kit looks like, it's a, it's one of the, it's one of the if ones you need. If you're making a drawing of a drum kit, you would definitely draw this, and perhaps only this. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember what we did. I so. remember one of the things. My bandmate, I was in another band at the time. My bandmate uh, Christine was playing on coming as well, 
and she was coming later than us could be because we had arrived earlier to probably set up or something so we realized we forgot this and I was like I'll call Christine and get her to get it but it was like I think it was like she needed to get into the practice space so we needed somebody that also had keys to the practice space to meet her at the practice space and like get the drum out of there and then like I think if I remember it that quickly fall apart fell apart but she also remembered that she knew somebody else that had their own drum kit and she could perhaps ask them to borrow their kick drum. And it, I think I think I'm right about this. Follow me guys, follow me here. This other drum kit that she knew of was like basically in storage and it was in like really high in like the rafters somewhere and she was like a small woman like myself and couldn't get it down. So if I remember right, she we connected her with another party guest that was also coming later that she didn't know either. And they, but they lived in the same neighborhood yeah. and this man helped her get the drum kit down from wherever she was getting it from. And I think that's what you used that night. Isn't that right, Corey? Yeah, it was, it was somebody else's bass drum. Yeah. I don't insane. remember all those details. But did to raise this band. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Didn't it end up like one of the heads was broken and it was like full of snapping turtle eggs? <laughs> I mean, it was like this old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It started hatching in the middle of the show. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure one of the heads is totally broken. Yeah, why like, do we even make any difference? Like, also, so every yeah, one of the heads. I do remember that too. It was like, yeah, we like got it there, and then I was like, well, I can't really like bitch about this because somebody yeah. drove this from yeah. across state lines, right. so I'd have a bass drum. What am I gonna do? Like condemn them and be like, could you? You could have got oh me a better God. one. And we don't learn our lesson because there was another every... show. Sorry, go ahead. Well, every year there's some, I mean, not every year, but those early years, we did a We're lot of those better. small shows. So, like, Corey's parents live in a nice big uh, farm in Wisconsin, very remote, and we play there, and they're, they, like, have called it Farm Fest and everything, and, and it stemmed from, like, that Kickstarter campaign as well with our first record, and they had donated, so we played a private show for them as well, but we were just, like, unloading, setting up on, like, their backyard area for our show, and realized Matt forgot, like the main synth that is in every single one of our songs and so we're like um microcorg we may or may not be able to play the show because it's like two and a half hours out of town or whatever and i think that one ended like yeah. this we played at the profile practice space which we shared the space with other mm. bands like good friends of ours and i think once again it was like my aunt from the cities was also driving that same drive but later on and so we connected her with our friend joe who, by the way, is the reason we all know each other, long story short. Um, and Joe let her into the practice space and used... Didn't that end up being a different microcorg? Wasn't it somebody yeah, else's? Yeah, it was Joe's. And it had... So it wasn't the practice think, space. It was just that Joe had one. Yeah, he had an extra one that ended up working out great. But oh still, it's insane to think back. Like, now I play two keyboards normally. At that time, I only had one. And I forgot <laughs> the one. Like, what did I, I bring? Like, I got in my car. <laughs> It's so stupid. To, I feel like Mike's the only one this hasn't happened to. Because I know Amanda yeah. has an amp story about San Francisco. I know. I was just, I was mind. just thinking about that. Oh uh, yeah. The amp. There's not a ton of story to it. It was like we were playing out on the West Coast somewhere, and oh no, it was L.A. because we were staying with Matt's brother. And it was like at the end of the no, the next morning we like woke up and we're like ready to load our gear back in after playing a show the night before, and all of our gear was like in there pretty secure garage in LA in LA and 
I was like, where's my amp at? Who got my amp? Like everything had been loaded. It's like, there's definitely no bass amp in here. But where did it go? So here, but my lens into that was I had got down to the gear in the garage way before the rest of you guys. You're like getting all your shit together and like, you know, saying your goodbyes. And I was already like outside ready to go. And so like a dumbass. Because at this time, the the scooters, like birds, were all the rage to us because it was oh, kind of yeah. new and it, like many things we've said before, did not hit the Midwest yet. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. There's a little bird sitting over there. So I'm going to ride the scooter around and just leave this garage unattended. <gasps> like, I didn't know this. So I'm like riding around the bird, like around the block. And I'm just like, I'll be right back. Like, it's not a big deal. And I got a little carried away and I got back. I was like, oh, probably sh- shouldn't have like left that garage door wide open with gear and everything. Oh, that's so, a whole new dimension. So when, when we were making that realization of like the base amp is not here with everything else we just packed up, I was like, oh my God, how do I tell the band that we like got an expensive piece of gear stolen because I couldn't help myself and ride this scooter i think matt's brother and his partner were also saying like "Ooh, like there's been like any some instance of theft around here lately like it, it might have gotten stolen yeah. didn't like, we were I, like go ahead i was gonna say like isaac had left for work or something but your brother was still there and then isaac was like maybe i didn't like close the garage door or something yeah so everybody thought it was their fault right. but guess whose fault it was little old me yeah. Because here's where it really was. It was at the venue from where we played the night before. San and Francisco. Yeah, and I just, I don't know. It was a really nice night. We probably had a couple of drinks and just. Wait, so did when we played radar. in LA, did you use a. Was it like a house bass amp? Yeah, yeah. So it was. It must have been. It wasn't the LA show. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff is backland, especially bass amps are usually like, maybe not usually, but often you don't have to bring your own. So we had like we had driven like the entire length of the state yeah. of California. Yeah, right. So that's why I didn't just go pick out. it up. Yeah, because it was really really far away. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is also ironic because yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we realized it because I think we called the venue like maybe we just left it there and they're like, yeah, we got it. Yeah. So the then, ironic thing about that though is that I feel you are the consistent adult. Oh, no, I'm not anymore. I mean, not after these stories. How many times on tour were you like, all right, everyone, I know you're all f- cracking your jokes and you've had a few drinks, but before we go back to the hotel, let's all do a checklist of like, yeah. Mike, guitar one, got it? Good. Amp, got it? Good. Like, Corey, kick drum, got it? And we're like, fine, yeah, we'll go through it. Yeah. And then you're the one that forgot the amp And this, right, this was like the end of a tour, so I think we had gotten a little, little cocky and thought like, we didn't need to do that. Some of us, specifically me. But the other thing about that amp story, too, was, like, I was in contact with them, and I, I work at a place that does e-commerce, so we're, like, all about shipping and, like, printing a label. It's super easy. So, like, I, like, I know that I made this mistake, but, but, like, I made it so easy for them, for this venue, to ship my amp back to me. I, like, sent them a big amp-sized box with, like, another box inside of it with, like, packing paper on the inside, so it's going to be super easy. And the way I remember it, at least, it was just, like hideously difficult to get in touch with them about it and it took like many many days and when it came back to me it was like they had not used any of the stuff I sent and they sent it in like one cardboard box yeah. that it had been like rattling around in the whole time in the back of some <laughs> and I'm honestly like shocked that it still works it's still the amp you use to this day it's perfectly fine <laughs> I've got high standards uh, yeah it was surprisingly uh, un- unscathed we're idiots that's yeah. how it goes we're yeah. all morons. That's another, I don't know, somebody vetoed me, but we could tell the story about how you guys took all my stuff and duct taped everything to each other so that I could have the once in a lifetime opportunity of hearing 
at Abby and Alana from Broad City Speak, and then I didn't hear that. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. The, but this, God. like, if the person is listening, you know? Yeah. Maybe not. Hey, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> we'll skip all that. I, would, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, there's no... I think it's fine. I don't think it's like... You're not, like, disparaging somebody's yeah. image. Like, you, they, you, you know... Um, we oh, played yeah. a show in the number one city where you basically need public transportation and can be very tricky otherwise. Uh, New York City, they call it the Big Apple. <laughs> and it just worked out that like I had a friend there that um, had like these awesome tickets to see. It was either like both Abby and Alana. It was, I remember that. Okay, from Broad City. And the, like both of those women were speaking at this event and it was like gonna be so amazing. It was like this once in a lifetime thing. I was so, so, so excited to go. And everybody understood. And you guys were so kind and gracious to like help me get my gear to the venue in time for like soundtrack and stuff and load in. I like duct taped a keyboard stand or two to my guitar case. Yeah, to move it. Yeah, and, it, and it made it all like ninety pounds. Yeah, it was very heavy. And then I don't know. It was just like, it was we okay. So the real story is that the friend that you went to this event with was my recent ex girlfriend. Ooh, we're and, going there. But like, there was no bad blood. It was just like, yeah, probably like we should probably. I should probably keep, like, a healthy space from her. Like, I'd be happy to say hi, and, like, if you want to stay with her, Amanda, and you want to go hang with her, that's cool, but, like, I'm going to probably, like, try to keep it, like... Yeah. You know, whatever, like... So this was, like, in the before times. Yeah. So that was part of it, too, is, like, Matt and I had to take the subway everywhere we went because we were staying, like, in a different part of the city entirely. Oh, yeah. Just to avoid me having way too much time with my... New ex girlfriend, right? Who I still wanted to see because we were pretty good friends. Yeah, we've so, all been friends for a really long time, including like way before when we all had different partners and stuff. You so know? it was like that. Plus, you were going to this show. Plus, like sound check. You weren't going to be able to make sound check. Maybe you would, but like you'd have to go separate from us because you were going to be coming from yeah. her place and this event that she was taking you to. Right. So it was kind of just like a lot of um, overly complicated logistics just to sort of tiptoe around awkwardness and stuff, but everybody like have their fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the way I remember it, you guys were all carrying like way too much gear and getting it on the subway barely and having to pick us up and it was really heavy and it was just all in the name of like, thank you so much for letting me see Abby and Alana. This is a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. And guess what happened? Yeah. <laughs> there was some time management things that went down that were outside of my control. Yeah. Where we did not see them at all. Totally missed it. <laughs> and you totally missed sound check, I believe, too. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that part. None of it was good. Here's the deal. If you're I feel like we've played in New York like since then, probably like another what, two times? Yeah. Yeah. Depending when this was played. Like here's here's the move. Like what we've like what we've realized is the move is just like call an Uber. Yeah. Like get an Uber, like an Uber Plus oh. or whatever that's like an SUV and you just like throw all of your shit in the Uber and get a ride and it's like it costs like like less than twenty bucks. That also went it's wrong not... on us though too, because Matt and I going back oh, to God, our separate this. after the show. So Amanda missed soundcheck, but she did play the show. <laughs> Everything ended up being fine and like it was all good. Show wasn't really good show. Is that first tour we spoke of on I think episode one of the podcast where we went through the depression ghost tour. Mm. Um mm-hmm. and that was a really good show. So it was like validation of like, okay, we can play cool shows out of state. That was like the culminating one. Awesome. 
And so then we're like packing up going and like Amanda's going to stay with my ex and me and Matt are going back to stay with like a friend of a friend or whatever. And so me and Matt are getting an Uber. We called one and then like an Uber pulls up in front of us and we're like, are you here for like Matt or Mike or whatever? I don't remember. And he's like, yeah. And we're like, we got all this shit, like all of our gear. Can we put in your trunk? He's like, yeah, definitely. So he like opens it up. We like load his car full of all this stuff we're hauling. We get in and we realize like he drives off and it's not our Uber driver. He like totally like <laughs> totally like poached us from a different driver who was like calling me be like hey where are you and we're like uh what do you mean like i yeah, thought we we're in the we're in the uber he's like that's oh, not your uber no, he's no, like i'm no. your uber driver that no, guy no, like no, took no. that guy like swooped in and took you from me we're like what do you want us to do we're just sticking with him he's already driving us sorry we well, also sense as a scam a though scam. Yeah. how do you get pa- how do you get paid death i don't know so he's just like no but he was chatting so he's like cash Matt was in shotgun. I was in the back seat, and there was like Jimmy Kimmel TV in the and like the headrest, and I was just like tired and sort of buzzed, and like just watching like Jimmy Kimmel or whatever, not saying a word, and just like Matt was a freaking sacrifice to this cab driver who was chatting his ear off, and I was like, sorry, dude, I am not rescuing you. You got this one. You you took shotgun. I am out. Why did you take shotgun? Was, there was only well, two of you. We were like getting in the cab. Gear. We had all the guitars, so we put them in the back, and then Mike sat with the guitars, so I was like, I'll sit in the front. I and see. then I sat down, and the guy was like, do you ever, do you ever think about microchips? That was like <laughs> one of the first things he said. I was like, oh, shit. And I'm just like turning up and the like TV. And like the whole ride, I don't think I said another word, and Mike <laughs> definitely didn't say another word. Oh, I, I was like, I'm going to pretend I'm asleep. <laughs> Wasn't just there a half an hour. There was also a fight that broke Uber out. issues? Well, before we got in that Uber, do you guys remember? There's like an MTV crew or something filming yes! a real live like reality show. And there's like a brawl on the street. And like MTV was filming it. And we're just like, do-do-do, putting our guitars away in the wrong Uber. New York City's weird. <laughs> it was like 95 degrees outside and just smelled like hot garbage. And we were like, oh, yeah, breathe it in. New York City, baby. We are here. We made it. We are just loving it. Oh, <laughs> I do have like a nostalgia of those those old days, those earliest tours. Like, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know us, you're just like a fan from far off. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like our stories are not representative of our reality. It's just like the most yeah. entertaining things to it's talk about are the most absurd, awful moments. And those like early years, it's just. It's you, you. Nobody's nobody's um, immune to it. Yeah. But like, I feel like it was also like we were kind of new friends at that time. Like, mm-hmm. I was recently moved from a little stint that I had out in the Southwest, and I had just come back to the Midwest. Like Matt and I had only recently met through work. We met you guys through like a mutual friend, and so it was like that feeling of like. I don't know if people can relate to this, but when you're an adult and you meet a new friend, it's like, oh, I didn't know yeah. if this could still happen because it's so hard to carve out time for like new people and to actually have it be like meaningful. It is. I feel like yeah, it's quite sure. special. Like when yeah. I think of the people in my life that I'm actually really tight with, it's people that I've known for a really long time. For sure. And like, it's hard to break into new it's territory. It's kind of always that way, yeah. So, like, the fact that we're so close and we got to this point is... Well, so that was, like, special. I feel like we were, like, giddy in general. <laughs> like, all those travels and all those times, it was, like, super, like, yeah. charged. And also... Corey and I would definitely talk, like, on early band practices, we would talk about, like, trying to, like, impress you guys, for sure. 
Like, we definitely wanted to think that we were cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was... Because Corey it, and it I knew starting, It's starting to stick, I yeah. think. But, <laughs> but... He said to his wife. <laughs> I think, though, like, the same thing that I was saying about, like, friends when you're an adult is like, oh, shit, I, I can make new friends. Like, that's a tricky one. I, I did it. Cool. This is this is unexpected and, and yeah. awesome. The same thing is, I think, can be said. I know Matt can relate. I'm not sure about you two about being in a new band. Like I've had at least two times in my life where I was like, cause I've been in bands since I was in high school, whether they were good or not is up for debate. It's not up for debate, they were not good. Ooh, um, shots fired. <laughs> but I've had at least two periods in my adult life where I was like, well, I have to come to terms with the fact that like, I won't be in another band again. Because like, it's not my career, like I have a job, I have a career, I'm a teacher, and I moved, or I like got married, or I did this or that. It's just unrealistic to expect to like magically find the right chemistry with a brand new group of people who will like the same music as you and be able to make a band that actually like sticks and to like all of a sudden have that come to fruition with Graveyard Club with new people that you're totally vibing with. It's like, holy shit. So like those those early tours are super nostalgic for that reason because I think it was like so fun. And now it's just like a chore and none of us really get along anymore. Yeah, we're sick of each Well, I feel like it's... No. It's such a, like... The slightest. It's like a big, like, leap of faith, kind of, in a way. And it's also very, like... I don't know. It feels like just like a, it's like an American pastime, you know, like what kind is? of a thing to like everyone's in like a going on tour, like going on tour, going on tour as like a band. Every kid plays little league. <laughs> Everybody goes on tour in a synth pop band. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, right. So maybe American pastime isn't the best way to describe Corey's it. Corey's not like, familiar with what the term American pastime actually means. <laughs> it's like buying a home and raising your children. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean, though. Like I feel like it's like you. It's like a thing that you like always kind of like, it's very, you always like, like a you dream. like you think about like, yeah, it's like, a, it's kind of like a dream of like being in a band where you just like, you're always like, you're thinking about touring and stuff, but like the reality of that thing yeah. is so very, very different for like pretty much anybody that tours. I would say even people that are like big, you know, like somewhat famous bands like it's not necessarily like glamorous and there's all these weird things that go on well yeah. i think i think yeah. like matt and i have talked about this being working in uh elementary education where it's like not normal for like that demographic to be like yeah i'm also in a band that like tours and like releases music and has like an actual following and i mean i think of it as like when I first meet coworkers or when we were like newer to work situations in that environment, people are, you can kind of feel them being like, okay, good for you. You're in a cute little band. You like, you little Peter Pan, you're never growing up, are you? And like, and then like they'll hear it or they'll like find it online or whatever as they get closer to you and they'll be like, oh my gosh, your band is really good. And it's like, thank you. I told you it's not just like make believe. Like, it's I told you we were good. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's validating because it's like, I swear I'm not just like, pretending to be in a band like and that's cool if you're in a band and you're not touring and you're just playing with your buddies in your garage that's also cool but like i think people that don't understand that dream and that don't understand like what it could be to be in a band these days and like the modern like template for like how you could make that work it can sound like you're just like playing you're playing house or you're playing band you know and it's like no like this is a real thing it's cool yeah, yeah. and i think to Corey, your like american pastime point it is like there is work and there is like a lot of like long drives 
uh, and it's draining in some ways, but it is combined with like the good old fashioned road trip, you know, like, yeah, you're I just like with all your friends on like right. going across the country and like every day is totally new. Like you don't know what's going to happen in it. I think that's exciting. We're very lucky. Yeah, to like load a bunch of stuff into like a van and like drive, you know, to some random place and just hope that people are going to show up and listen to your music that you've spent a bunch of time creating. Like it's a very like extreme yeah. hobby in a, in, a weir- in a weird way, <laughs> you know? It is. And like, do you guys ever think about just thinking about like talking about oh yeah that was back in 2014 when we played that house show or whatever it's like holy shit we've been a band for seven ish years that's crazy I always just say four I feel like that's a it's long four, it's always gonna be four years to me <laughs> just it's been four years for seven years um, but that's a, like a long run for like a highly acclaimed band in some cases let alone like a band that's somewhat local or like having you know one foot in in another world with a career or whatever like mm-hmm. i would say like minneapolis bands that like get to our kind of tier is this your argument for why we should average, stop like, doing this is that where you're going yeah, yeah. i'm breaking it's up it's why with we're you. very special <laughs> we need to keep on yeah yeah that's what it is uh i don't know i think like what what is it that like why are we still a band <laughs> that's a special ingredient. Excellent question, Mike. That's a special ingredient. Okay, love. so it, I don't know. It's interesting because you talk over it. That's fine. Sorry, go ahead. It is that special ingredient, love. I think it's a lot of reasons. I mean, we just love it. It's fun, and also like there's still uh, the best parts are still ahead. We got we're starting to get into country music, and, <laughs> folk, and that's when we're gonna it's gonna work. I don't know. Like, I feel like it's it's nice to like look back on some of the stuff that like feels like low points in the moments, and you can be like, "Well, that's like a hilarious story. Like, that's a great yeah, story." Yeah, it's so nice. Even through like adversity, I feel like it's like, yeah, a pretty easy conclusion to come to that we want to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, for definitely. Sure. There's definitely times where it's like, "What? Oh, this sucks," or "This is hard," or like, oh, "I'm not inspired right now." But it's like, if the alternative is like, "Should we stop?" I feel yeah. like everybody's answer is like, I, no, I absolutely don't want to stop. Yeah. I just like you guys too much. Like, you'd have to be so much shittier for me to, like, not want to do this in any in any yeah. way, shape, or form. Give us time. Agree. <laughs> <clears throat> well. I don't know. I think we could probably mosey along to uh, <laughs> another segment, perhaps. What, what, are we, what else are we doing today? We need a deep dive, bad right? News? Let's do bad news. Um, I don't want to do a deep dive today. I got meatballs to heat up. <laughs> We're going to deep dive into your recipe. Okay, let me... Did you guys know that I'm the meatball king of Northeast Minneapolis? <laughs> that's you? I've heard about this guy. I didn't no, know that's that me. was you. That's me, dude. That's me. Uh, Damn. You don't look like identity, your photos. Identity revealed. <laughs> we saw the billboards <laughs> pasted over the, cl- the Chris Lindahl. Dude, it's just me billboards. with my... Meatball With my game. arms outstretched, holding two meatballs in my fists. <laughs> Guaranteed meatball. What? That's what? <laughs> our new album, Guaranteed Meatball. <laughs> Hanging up with Corey, Guaranteed Meatball. Have you ever seen the Chris Lindahl? Uh, yes. People from Minneapolis will know who Chris Lindahl is. People is it, from out of state mm, will not. Yeah. I'm from Minneapolis. I don't know what that you is. You don't know Chris Lindahl? You have no. God, get out of the Chris stage. Lindahl I, is. You'll know. I'm pulling this up right. I, okay. I can't read. Is that if you've ever seen a it? billboard or like a bus, you've seen this 
He's a real estate guy. Chris Lindahl mm. is, yeah, he's like a real estate broker type of dude, and he's had a bunch oh, of... Oh, I've seen those wide arms. Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. And a bunch of billboards. Everywhere. A bunch of billboards around town where his he just has his arms outstretched like an e- a soaring eagle. I ignore that And it just stuff. says, it says guaranteed offer. I don't need that in my psyche. So mine is going to be me wearing like a blue button-up guaranteed. shirt. With my two arms outstretched with a, a big Amanda meatball in each it. hand. And then on the top meatball. it just says guaranteed meatball. Guaranteed meatball. Can, out of state <laughs> listeners, please Google Chris Lindahl, Minneapolis. Is it C-H-R-I-S? Yeah, I mean, I judging so. by his pose, it's like Christ Lindahl. God. Um, okay, here's the deal with the band news. The main thing is that I think... Perhaps at the time of this uh, airing of this podcast, you can still catch the Ice House live stream, right? I think it's up on YouTube. Which is pretty darn good. We're pretty proud of it. So if you search, go to YouTube, search Graveyard Club Ice House, you can see our set. Um, We played it earlier this late winter, early spring, and it was all recorded live, and you can check it out. And honestly, on that note, I would say when we agreed to do that, we love Ice House. We know people that work there. We were excited to... It was it was an easy yes for us. And because of the weird state of the world and just kind of like the subdued energy of COVID, it's hard to get excited and to know what you're getting into. So I think we went into it kind of like, yeah, cool, we'll do it. But like, I don't know how this is going to go. And then you film it, you play it, and it's like, that was nice. Yeah. Everybody's sweet. But it's weird to play for no audience. And I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. So then we watched it in Corey's backyard with some buddies and you know you're kind of seeing the comments on youtube and you're hearing friends text you and it was really fun hearing updates about it and it was really um it was great it was like a little bit of a, like a recharge to yeah. the old graveyard club battery to hear like so many people that tuned in and so many people that were so excited right. and so sweet so thank you to everybody who did watch and yeah. who, who uh, reached out with nice words yeah that was really really nice um, so anyway, and I think the other band news is that um, I wanted to say uh, maybe um, want to temper some expectations because we've talked a lot in other podcasts about the state of our new record and our recording process. Um, and I know we've warned already, like, who knows when it will actually be ready because these things take a long time. It takes a lot of time. And there's a lot of moving parts and mixing, mastering. Many and- months. But I will, I'm going to like add on like an extra dose of like temper your expectations for when to expect it. Because like yeah. we've said things like, yeah, we're kind of done tracking and then we kind of know what the record's going to be. But there's a lot of behind the scenes things of like, even if everything is literally done and ready, like you could listen to it and it's completely a finished product. That does not mean that it's ready to be like put into the wild because of you know decisions about like holding on to it and like yeah letting industry type folks listen to it first and for seeing example, what can happen with it for example everybody that's like why aren't you bigger <laughs> like this is part of that equation yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to get it uh, its best chance to launch straight into the stratosphere so yeah who knows when it's when it's out um but it's it's a thing and yeah. also, we did not play new songs on that live stream at Ice House besides Valens, which I guess has been released for like a year anyway. Valens will be on the new yes. record, but yeah. um, we're trying to uh, 
save those, make them special. So the first time you hear them, it's um, and it's spoiler fully, alert, fully realized, recorded form, not just like on a you know live show on YouTube or something. Yeah. I think that concludes band news. Let's now move on to questions. Two-part questions. Can I get a shout-out for Julian Figuero- Figueroa? Yes. That's a name Figueroa? that's familiar to me from merch orders. Thank you, Julian. Julian, shout-out to Julian. Thank you for your question and for uh, supporting us via merch. The other part of your question is under or overrated skinny jeans. What do you think, gang? I'm going neutral. I think when you average it out between Gen Z and Millennials, it's accurately rated. And I think either party is respectively under or over. They used to be underrated. Now I think they're overrated. Yeah, I think rating things like that is a fool's errand Mm -hmm. because it's all relative. I recently, I was was always buying 5.11s forever. I've been cycling a bunch lately and I've got like thick boy legs all of a sudden. So I had to get different pants. I had to buy, I swear to God, I had to buy different <laughs> pants. I can't wear 5.11s anymore because my thighs won't fit inside of them. My, see, my problem is not my thighs and it's not because of working out. I feel like the most muscular part of my body is my calves for no reason. They're just like giant steroid chicken breasts. <laughs> That's what they look like. And I cannot, I'm not kidding you. Come over here. Come to my house. We'll send. My, we'll put my address up online. You can come over and look. I cannot get skinny jeans on, but this. My answer is slim fit. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about going a little bit wider than super skinny, which is the name of the cut that I currently wear. But now I'm remembering that we talked about this question on the podcast that never came to be because of all the tech issues. Mm-hmm. And what I was saying then was that. In education, we talked about antiquated. So you're talking about like pedagogy and like teaching practices. You have three categories, antiquated, classical, contemporary. Mm -hmm. Classical is like in the middle and it's never going away. It's always going to be valued. It's a classic. There's always like merit to the classical practices. Contemporary is like the new thing. It's like applies to the moment right now. Mm -hmm. And like antiquated is like outdated, get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And I think about that with fashion. It's like I try to gravitate towards the classical. Like I'm not trying to go so extreme that like in five years I look back at a photo and go, Jesus Christ, I look awful. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm going to try to like keep up and keep it fresh, you know. So what do you, what is that? How does that apply to skinny jeans then? Slim fit is classical. It's figure forming. It looks yeah, nice. I would agree. It's not would crazy baggy that. and it's not like sucking to my flesh. Yeah. You know, it's in between. <laughs> I'm not wearing Jinkos. I'm not wearing like spandex. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. But Jinkos, let's let's all get some Jinkos on that note. I really want some high waisted flared pants because for me, I don't want like wide leg pants that are low rise because that stresses me out and makes me feel like I'm in middle school again. But if it, if the waist is high, yet the leg is flared, that's different enough to me that I'm interested in exploring it. Yeah, I feel like not to body shame or to judge anybody's fashion taste. But he but, will go ahead, and <laughs> But here we go. Do you guys hate... No, I'm just kidding. 
Don't low-res jeans kind of make even, like, a fit person look yeah. muffin-toppy? I think so. I think you got to be, like, 0% body fat to be, like, rocking that look. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a it's weird... It's a rude look. It's a weird, unnatural cut. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do here? That's not what bodies look like. Yeah. It's tough. All right. <laughs> do you have any other questions, Matt? <laughs> I think we answered this from one. our good pal, Tony. Tony, thank you for the question. And his question is, Thanks, Tony. is a hot dog a sandwich? For me, absolutely. Close enough. No, for me, absolutely not. It's not a salad. Like, it's not a soup. Okay. So what is it? If you were at a... <laughs> what is that theory again? Soup, salad, or sandwich. Everything falls into the... But like where... From whence does it come? I uh, I don't know where it everything came from. Everything falls into one of those. But everything categories. is some one of those. Mm. Bowl of cereal. I don't think that's soup. true. Also, mm-hmm. cold soup. <laughs> Slice of pizza. That's a salad. <laughs> Dude, no, the pizza's a sandwich. You just yeah, it's an open. It. Sa- I feel like pizza's an open face sandwich. The answer to me is an obvious no because if you were at a cookout, like a gathering, and you were like, "Hey, can I have that last sandwich?" and everybody's like, "What do you mean?" You'd be like, "You know that hot dog." They'd be like, "Get the fuck out." I don't agree with that. Nobody would be like, yeah, of course. That's no-. Everybody would be like, that was a little bit weird. That guy just called it a sandwich. <laughs> a hot dog sandwich? Pass me a hot dog sandwich. But there's, I feel like there's like, there's like for, for t- the tomato is a great example. It's like, um, botanically, it is a fruit and culinarily it is a vegetable, you know? Yeah. Depends on the context. It's like you would never say out loud, hand me that soup and you're talking so about So if cereal. a hot dog isn't a sandwich, Mike, then what is it? I would say it's a hot dog. So it's its own, <laughs> complete own thing. Yeah, can we not just have things that are exclusive to themselves? Here's the thing. It's meat and toppings between bread. What would you describe that as? Sandwich. It's a, but it's got its... Sandwich. Okay. If I made you a sandwich, if Hot you're like, hey, skinny. dude, could you make me a sandwich? And I was like, of course. And I came back with like lettuce and turkey and cheese and mustard, and it was in a hot dog bun, you'd be like... Get what is wrong? No, with you. I would think no. it was a sandwich right away. What with a hot dog that. bun? A hot dog bun? Mike is slamming his big old. <laughs> I think the bun the is the deal, right though. If the bun case. wasn't connected to itself, yes, two separate pieces, it would be boom sandwich. But because because <laughs> it opens so like Pac Man, differently on. about the way that it holds it. I know, I know what you're saying. What if two pieces of bread did that? That's and what I'm saying. And it's otherwise a totally normal like a lobster, it's, it's, That's a lobster roll. That's hold a lobster on. Roll. That would be a sandwich? Sometimes. Yeah. But if... It, okay, let me, let me extend three, my point. Three versus in a, one here. Let me reframe my point. If, Corey, you were at my house on another day and you were like, Hey, dude, can you make me a sandwich? And I was like, of course. <laughs> and I brought you two slices of bread, some lettuce, some cheese... And the meat of that sandwich was a bunch of cut up hot dogs. <laughs> You'd be like, what in the hell is wrong no, with this sociopath? I would, I would, you would be like, that's totally never normal sandwich. That. I, would, I would think that was a what good What are sandwich. you talking about? You're you're lying. That is not <laughs> Dude, true. Dude, I'm not lying. I would think it was a sandwich. I wouldn't you, think it was not a sandwich. It would be a unique sandwich. Like, sweet. I would think like, it I wasn't love, a sandwich. I love hot dog sandwiches. What is like a Trisket <laughs> with a piece of cheese with a little piece of salami? Is that a sandwich? <laughs> Wait, sorry, yeah, what? To That's... me, more so than a hot dog. Ooh, it's just miniature. Shots fired. Wow. So we I'm got about three, three versus one here. Yeah, Mike wants a hot dog now. I have a... It's Mike against all? Is that it? I love being contrarian. He does. If you guys 
could eat any amount of hot dogs without fear of social judgment. Half, How many do you half think of one. you you could eat one? You could eat half of one hot dog. Yeah, they make me so ill. They're so greasy. I, me and Matt were just talking about this at that uh, park hangout we had. I feel like the real answer for me is if I had like a moderate level of appetite and there was no social judgment, I could eat like eight hot dogs and feel totally fine. Kobayashi ate like 50 of them. I think if it like was a big ass hoagie, like a really, really nice thick crusty bread and a lot of arugula to offset the greasiness, then I could eat many. But the way a normal hot dog is presented, I just feel so like I, my mouth is just dripping with yucky juices. It's the I ratio is it. not right for me. I feel okay, like so, mine, Mike, you're just talking about like basic hot dog, like but like basic bun hot dog, ketchup mustard. Yeah, like nothing fancy. Just I like bet I yeah, eat, maybe I mustard, bet I could eat ketchup. You can't dip it in water. Yeah, right. Oh my god. Let's slide it. Guys, yeah. listeners, do you see when I'm on tour with these guys? Do you do you feel me? Like, what the hell am I We're supposed heathens. to do? Twelve yeah. hot dogs. We're absolutely degenerates. Get me out of here! Somebody bring your partner so I can talk to. But what is some that? Straight Cause... man, bring your partner, please. What is it though? Because like hot dogs, it's like the the ratio of like amount you could eat to amount of like unhealthiness. It's really really crazy with like. How could, uh, why is it that we can eat so many? Why of those? is mine so different? Also, that's really weird. I, I like, like I absolutely max out at like less than one hundred. Well, you're like way really? smaller than yeah. us, and way and your dignity levels just, are way higher. They're so greasy. I can eat lots of other stuff. I can eat a lot of pizza, a lot of pizza, yeah. but like a hot dog, it's just like uh, it's so greasy. I'm not saying it's like the best food, and I can't stop because it's so good. I'm just saying. It's yeah, like you're this... never like when are we having hot dogs for dinner? You never say that. That's because every time when I'm coming home from work, I sneak in like six hot dogs before we have dinner, just so we don't have to deal with it. Dude, I think I think of the bandolier of hot dogs. Like you open a trench coat, and it's just a bunch of. Oh man. Wow, I feel like uh, we've answered this pretty thoroughly. Yeah, I feel yeah. like this podcast you... has kind of gone off the rails. <laughs> this is definitely uh, the, at what point? the loosest one we abandon all segments. I actually love it. Yeah. I love the loose. I like it. Like it. Yeah. Loose is a goose. Yeah. I, are there any other questions or are we going to call it a night? I feel like Matt had more hot doggy insights to share with us and we didn't let him share it. Give An- us one more, Matt. Anthony actually texted me the other day and he was like, how many? I like, I like that, Matt. Like, Corey. Let's you talk are. about Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, he asked the question, but he was like, how many, how many feet of hot dog do you think you've eaten in your entire life? That's, Dude, a hard that's the question, question you should have asked us. Dude, for me, it's probably like close to a mile. How, did, how would you have any idea? Like you said that so yeah, confidently. Yeah, I have absolutely none. You guys don't have I a have hot somebody, dog journal? If somebody told me that the average was one mile or the average was 100 miles, I would nod the same amount either way. <laughs> you know how some people have dream journals? I have a hot dog journal. Dude, I just said that same joke. Didn't you hear me? No. no. Did you really? You must I have said hot dog out. journal. Speaking of dreams, for real, Matt, did you actually have something to add? Yeah, Matt, Matt, go ahead. You've got the floor. I was, I was just gonna say that I love hot dogs, and I am, I think about hot dogs a lot, and I ask when we're having them next. But I feel like there's not many foods that I feel as guilty. I feel like the devil is somehow involved in hot dogs for me because I can have after like like five, I like look. I think I can hear people's thoughts after I have that many, and I. <laughs> and I Dude, have to stop. this happened at the park. This happened at the park as well, but there's been many a gatherings where there's like hot dogs on a grill or whatever, and me and Matt are there, 
and I use Matt as my barometer, <laughs> where it'll be like, I'll see like Matt grabbing a hot dog and be like, dude, how many are you on right now? And I'll be like, four. I'll be like, sweet, I'm on three. I can have one more. And then like a half hour will pass. I'll be like, hey, wait, is that your fifth? I'll be like, yeah. I'll be like, sweet, I can have one more. <laughs> We're both good to like 10. You gotta just live your truth. Well, I don't know. I think Matt's usually a pretty polite guy. And if he's yeah. freaking hogging, hogging down on some dogs. <laughs> Mike stops when he sees the ambulance pulling up next to the park entry point and me getting wheeled, wheeled away. <laughs> Then he knows uh. he can do one more. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, sweet, Matt won't be eating those. More for me. Uh, <laughs> I, give, oh, I give him one on the stretcher, just stick it in his mouth for Dear the road. <laughs> beautiful listeners, if you are still here at this point, I want to thank you very kindly. I'm not done though. Oh, don't worry, there's more. <laughs> I have one more thing. You guys, there's a reason. Listeners, I- <laughs> you cannot see, but I do have my fingers up to my temple as if I was going to shoot myself. Oh my okay, okay. One thing I will say is kudos to Amanda because she's an excellent moderator and she gets steamrolled. And a lot of people that have like, we listen to your podcast, it's great. And like, so-and-so is like this. And we didn't know so-and-so would be like that. And the feedback is always like, Amanda's an amazing moderator, so you're very good. And we have the loudest voices. I have a lot of practice. And the dumbest you... voices. So thank you for you your fools. your patience and your skills. I love with a bunch you. of dudes being idiots. I love you. Listeners, if you've made it this far, thank you so much. <laughs> We're editing all. We that really out. appreciate it. Um, if you'd like to have your questions read on the pod, please reach out to us. We're on all the channels: Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook. You can email us directly: graveyardclubband at gmail.com. Come on, knock on our door. Somebody play the Three's Company theme song right there. Um, I think that's it. Oh, also, if you'd like to buy some merch. We've got it. Graveyardclub.bandcamp.com. You know what holiday's coming up? Everybody knows it. Isn't that right, Corey? Amanda's Abraham birthday. Lincoln's birthday. <laughs> Amanda's birthday's coming birthday up. My birthday is in a couple days. Buy her some I Graveyard Club sad, merch. Because this year I decided to do almost nothing for my birthday. Um, just I don't have the motivation, and I only want to have people over to my garden when it's blooming, and it isn't yet. So I'll <laughs> see you in July. It. I feel like you should just be able to pick when your birthday is. I I'm honestly gonna do that. I'm gonna literally go people and be like, it. remember. April and I didn't do anything please come now the garden looks great that works for me yeah okay I'll see you then Um, until then thank you so much for listening to welcome to the club welcome to the club